Welcome to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who have noticed or are curious about the generational patterns we want to break so that we and our lineages can live a life of freedom, abundance, and belonging. I'm your host, Ash Johns. As a spiritualist, coach, and strategist, I recognize the power and freedom in calling in higher ancestors for healing. We all have generational superpowers within us. It's my hope that you connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally follows as a result, and receive the support you most need and deserve to live your destiny and leave a greater legacy behind. Now, if you've been desiring forward movement and growth, both personally and culturally, and know that we can't exactly move forward without going back, you've definitely found yourself in the right podcast and in divine timing. Here's your invitation into the world of ancestral healing and honoring the lineages of the past for a much brighter future. Welcome and enjoy, it's still happening. Hello, 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 good human or humans. Maybe you're listening to me with some family, friends, your animal, your kids in the back. I don't know, but welcome back to It's Still Happening with me. I really mean it this time when I say welcome back because y'all don't know this, but there's been a nice amount of time, like a couple weeks, maybe even two months (laughs) between me recording this episode eight and when I finished recording the first batch of episodes for this season two, seven, six, five, four, right? So I was batching the episodes, but then I kind of got caught up with some other projects and just let time slip away. And so here I am saying welcome back, but you could be listening to the podcast in your time frame, and it's completely, you know, there's no time space separation, if you will. So I think that's a really interesting thing to point out because today's episode is all about whole lineage healing. And within that context, time means nothing and it also means everything. Same thing as what we're saying between the time of us or me recording this episode and the chronological order that you are listening to. So I don't know if I've articulated that quick as clearly as I want to, but I think y'all get it that like time means everything and time means nothing. But you can still have the same impact, right? Or receive some of the same experiences no matter how much time has passed, which is why I want to talk about whole lineage healing and what that process looks like and why my ancestral healing process um, is partly my own, is partly from the teachers and elders in which I've sat and worked with. And it focuses on old stuff and whole lineages and whole groups of bodies and whole systems of humans who are living and dead already um, for transformation, connection, belonging, healing, freedom, all the things that I love and care about. And let's not forget abundance, right? So that process is completely different, in my opinion, than working in one specific time or with one specific ancestor or one specific person with whom you want to connect to. And that's the context that most people come to ancestral healing with, you know, asking me, can they connect with their grandma or their father recently passed and they want to talk to him, which there's a time and space for that kind of work. And I would recommend you finding a medium with whom you can trust and who comes with great reviews. If you want to be connecting specifically for someone around healing or mending your relationship with them or unfinished things. But for the sake of my vision, my work, my calling, and what really lights me up is seeing 
a whole group of people in which you belong to reclaim and reconnect with each other as groups of people, like a whole system of a family. And I see a difference with that approach to the work as opposed to the spot healing. You know, I think of spot healing, like when we spill some coffee or some wine or something somewhere and we're trying to like spot out, like dab it out. That's kind of the feeling that I get when, when we're working with one ancestor at a time, elevating or calling in one ancestor at a time, where I love to look over the whole lineage of someone and say, oh, do you see or have your actual, your ancestors come forward and say, this is what's happened to us. This is, these are the blessings. This is what's happened to us. These are the blessings that are diluted or not being honored or forgotten and lost in time. And let's heal that up and bring it all together so we can be moving with a whole body energy of a lineage and people and culture that you have always belonged to. So I'm really excited about this. If you listen to episode three, I was talking about what ancestral healing is and what it isn't. And so if you haven't listened to that, I would definitely say go back and give episode three a good a good little tease through um, because it differentiates. It goes into like a good overview of what I'm going to dive further into in this episode. But first, before I get into it, let me set the stage. So I'm actually in Tampa at the moment of this recording. The fourth week of every month, I take off from client sessions. I work on and tend to the details of my business. I plant seeds for the upcoming quarter or the upcoming year, which right now I'm looking at all my 2022 plans. Um, I am seeding an incubator for people who are healers and want to make more money in their healing business. Ziggy is underneath me picking up and dropping his tennis ball because he wants me to play with him instead of finally doing these podcast episode recordings. I've got a large, even though I usually order a medium, but the barista had really beautiful long twisted locks and my locks are really beautiful and they're twisted. And so I know she upgraded me to a larger size because she was feeling it. We were like, hey sis, hey fam, you know. (laughs) So I've got my um, oat milk matcha in my left hand. But um, I've never been to Tampa and I've never stayed in this hotel before, but I'm really glad that I chose it. One, it's an Ebor, so it's a great location for all the restaurants and bars here, even though I'm not too much of a parier. But the way that the bed sits, the desk is right behind it. And so I was able to bring all my podcast stuff, my laptop, and just set up a workstation that is separate than my sleeping space and separate from my dressing space, which feels really, really good, really good. So I'm basically set up in a really good spot and I feel good about going through these next couple episodes and giving you all the juice that I have been thinking about and taking notes on. Um, But that would just wrap up season two as like a great introduction to what I think and believe and what I facilitate as it relates to ancestral healing. So the other day I was collaborating with my conscious communications and PR agent, shout out to her, Christine working on answering an interview from an online publication, which as soon as it comes out, I'm excited to share it with y'all. I think what they're doing is pretty interesting. They might be sending me over some products to get a little feel for. Um, So we're working on this interview. And one of the questions that they asked me was, what is healing? Because it's become a highly employed word in spiritual circles and in healing space. And I was like, oh yeah, this feels good. So it feels right for me to open this episode and get into the to the nitty gritty stuff with my definition, understanding, and belief of healing because it'll help ground us in like what I believe and what I facilitate as it relates to the ancestors. 
Um, to me, healing is becoming aware of a wound, a hurt, a pain in a way where the results of it no longer control or run your life anymore. And not just the awareness, it's the awareness as the first step, the transmutation or the alchemy, right? The shifting of that wound meaning and affecting you in one way and then shifting it where it affects you in a different way or doesn't affect you quote unquote at all, which the second is almost impossible. And I'll explain that in a moment. Um, and then you choose to run your life or live your life, think differently, speak differently, behave differently as a result of that awareness and that transmutation. To me, that's what healing means. And if you look at it from a body physical sense, you get an injury, a bruise, you tend to it and you realize you hurt your leg. You walked into the wall. You weren't paying attention. When you look, when you move your leg, it hurts. But as you tend to it and you don't bump into things anymore or you bump into them and you don't do it in the same way, you walk differently. You become more aware. You know that it hurt. You can see where you were hurt if you had a scratch or a scar there. But maybe you stay more aware where you don't put your hand on a hot stove anymore. You know, like your behaviors are shifted in a way that even if that happens, you know that you're capable of dealing with it is one of the ways that you can look at this. All right. If that makes sense. But what I do want to point out is like the healing that we do in our lives and in our lineage as it relates to our thoughts, our psyche, our energy, our spirits. Right. It doesn't mean that you're never going to be triggered again around something that has happened in your life and also in your lineage. When I see photos of children who are struggling um, or women who've been abused or photos and stories around African people being enslaved, like I feel sadness. I feel that energy of like, that's not fair. That is so terrible. That is horrific. What is wrong with our humanity? I cry. I weep. Like I know those things and those experiences both in the world and also in my own lived life. I gave those three examples for a reason. Um, do not stop me from believing that I can go out and make the money, that I can have the impact, that I can be seen, that I am safe because I'm doing my healing. I've done my healing and I continually do my healing in my personal life and in my whole lineage. And the whole lineage part is so important because a lot of times, especially in this healing and wellness and coaching world, we're focusing on the individual that you can control your emotions and your energy and your thoughts and go over and do what you want. But we do belong to a whole family, a whole lineage, a system of people who have had different things happen to them and pass it on genetically, psychologically, epigenetically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually, right? And so when we're only focusing on one ring and the whole chain, we're not getting to the root issue. And I've said this in different ways. I'll forever say it because I don't know when someone's going to listen to my podcast or cross paths with me or, you know, come into the world. So if you hear this, then you're going to hear it more and more and more until I have no more breath in my body or my spirits tell me it's time to move on and do something else. But I'm going to always tell you that because it adds great context as to why I talk about whole lineage healing and working with more than just ancestors who are one, two or three generations away and also just expanding beyond just you. It's not just about you. This we always talk about like systems and culture, like and and businesses. Like a business isn't an entity in itself, even though we classify that in this world that we live in. But the people, the people make the systems. 
Us people make the culture. Us people make a brand. Us people make a business. Us people make a neighborhood. Us people make a community, right? So we have to look at the people, both living and dead, to start to shift the narrative and our energetic awareness of how we are relating, living, surviving, and thriving in this world. Otherwise, we just stay stuck in whatever it is. You may still have emotion, but the wounding doesn't become your identity or run your life, your thoughts, your behaviors, and your beliefs keeping you stuck anymore. That doesn't happen when you do a whole lineage healing. You become even more aware of when different traumas that's happened in your life and in the history of your family and the history of the groups of people and identities you belong to is present and you can choose to respond to it completely different without your body and your mind taking over being like, here we go again. And that's the reason why I kept the name of the podcast, It's Still Happening, because I want us to be able to see when these things are still happening, we have an opportunity to go deeper in the healing so that we can navigate and start to really, truly shift things. In the past few years, the discussion around ancestral healing has blown up in a sense. This makes my spiritualist and healer heart so very happy. Because I know that when more people are open to connecting with their ancestors to heal the wounds we're carrying, the more capacity we have to be the change in the world. Hey y'all, I'm Ash Johns, and my experience has shown me that connecting with our well and elevated ancestors can break generational curses and open our ability to accept support and resourcing in our current life. And who doesn't need more support and more resource? I've worked with several individuals one-on-one in this way and realized that if I made space for a greater massive energy, we could make bigger ways for more people to create a ripple effect of healing. That's what the month-to-month membership of Healing is Happening is all about. Twice a month, individuals just like you, looking to make a deeper connection with past relatives, develop relationships with their ancestors, and move forward without the baggage that's been weighing them down, meet in a private community for facilitation, guidance, and support in their journeys. If you've been looking for a safe space for culturally sensitive topics that always arise when we're doing our healing, if you've had the desire to heal your whole lineage rather than a single soul at a time, if you've been aching for a trusted guide who not only walks with integrity, but lives the work themselves, here I am and you're not alone in this. You have your ancestors' support and you definitely have my encouragement. Healing is happening and we'd love for you to experience it in the now and in your life. To join the Healing is Happening membership community, visit healingishappeningforme.com. I can't wait to see you inside. When I say ancestral healing, I'm talking about generational patterns from traumas experienced in the past that then come into fruition in our own lives. We're talking about epigenetic patterns of thought and behavior from a spiritual perspective because life goes on after death or rather the energy goes on after death. So again, we think of healing through the context of healing the physical wounds of the body. We think about healing within the context of shifting our emotional wounds and our minds and our feelings, which is why we go to therapy. But we completely have lack of awareness around spiritual wounds and spiritual energy, right? And there's spiritual energy associated with the physical things we experience and there's spiritual energy associated with the psyche of our thoughts and our minds and our feelings. If we keep leaving spirituality, yoga, breath work, energy channeling, Reiki, prayers, um, 
song baths, symbols, like all those things, if we only continually look at those practices as a way of living only to feel good or to create harmony in our bodies, that's the only context of healing and spirituality. We're missing a big component that everything has a spirit and we want to get into the spirit of something in order to shift it into something else that could be more supportive in our psyche and our lives. And obviously, um, in the collective culture, we want to change in the world. I hope that you guys are feeling me there. It's basically, um, an expansion of spirituality being more than just practices to make you feel good. Holla if you hear me. Give me a shout out on the Instagrams at Ash Inspires if you get what I'm talking about here. Spiritual healing is more than those practices when you do whole lineage healing. When you actually sit in and start to cross over and connect to the other realm. And that's something that we can describe it. People only think about this through the context of dream state or um, astral projection and like things like that. But what I'm teaching and what I facilitate is you learning how to open the portals of communication with the ancestral realm or the spiritual world. And you see the energy of all these things that you're like in our regular living realm and world. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's clouds. But when you cross over to the spirit realm, it looks completely different. So I'm talking about spiritual energy or spiritual healing within that context. Like let's go into the spiritual realm with all the other spirits that are not necessarily physical and you know easy to see with our own eyes and ears because we are alive and we live in this realm. So whole lineage healing lives in that realm, right? Yes, you can talk about things that have been passed on a couple different generations in therapy, but you're not getting into the energy of the actual ancestors and spirits in therapy, except for if you cross into the other realm. Okay. Then we can do all the spiritual therapy on that side with all the ancestors and the spirits sitting down in a circle because I've witnessed that, which is very, very interesting. Let me take a pause and share with you guys in my mini ebook, Lay of the Lands, I do share eight different ways to start and to explore your journey into ancestral healing. Um, and I just want to bring your attention to that again. One, if you're just hearing about it, obviously. And then two, because I want to point out that in my mind, ancestral healing tends to fall within four categories. And I probably need to edit the book and update this to be even more clear. But I'll share them with you right now so that whenever I re-release and expand on the book, you'll kind of know what I'm going with this. But the four categories to me are ancient practices, it's ancient ancestral practices that you're researching and you are starting to do and you're asking you know elders or spending time apprenticing to learn the meaning behind them relative to your culture place and space okay two is the biosciences so this is biology dna you know do i carry the gene for this and the genetics for this and what's my mitochondrial blah 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 like all that stuff <laughs> and i don't say blah 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 to be like disrespectful only because it's not my ministry um i know about it and i'm curious about it and i've definitely done my dna swabs um but maybe in the future when i start doing interviews i'll bring someone in a couple people in to talk about this because it is interesting that's just not where I play or stay <laughs> or visit very often. Number three is the social sciences, which I do spend quite a bit of time in. This is psychology, sociology, looking at, you know, our fight, flight, and fawn patterns, what our nervous system does, which kind of crosses over into biosciences too. When you look at the psycho-spiritual experience and the psychosomatic experiences of your mind and your body going together, but the social sciences are yummy, right? 
So this is where your therapists live. This is where your um, somatic therapists live, if you will. But how are we relating and how do we think and how does that show up in our lineages and our family and then in our lives? And then you've got the esoteric space, which is like mediumship, sorcery, and basically the stuff that I do. <laughs> like, let's sit down and create a, a little circle. Someone would say it's seance. Some other people would say misas and all these other terms, depending on your culture and your practices and, you know, the different groups of people you belong to, but ritual to open up portals of communication with the dead. And there's many different ways to do that. Again, some mediums are calling one person forward. The way that I work is to open up ritual containers, right? We go into ceremony and set the space and the ancestors get to come and commune. And we do that in a safe way for us to get clear on what is happening in your lineage, what needs to be reclaimed, what needs to be released, what needs to be transmuted. And you get the blessings from your folks so that you can embody and be the face of that new restored energy in your bodies, right? So I bring this up because I'm going to situate us into the territory of ancestral exploration so you can see where you want to go in your journey and for you to understand like you don't have to jump right into whole lineage healing if that's a lot. And I'll tell you why people get really nervous about whole lineage or looking at people really, 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 really far away in their lineage. But also to share with you how you can be safe and to navigate around that. So when we're first curious about ancestors, we start off asking questions from living family members, asking for people to share stories, like we're just really curious. Then we go into like the researching of the family trees. We want to travel to the lands. We want to sing the songs. We want to wear the garbs, the clothes. We want to eat the foods, get the recipes, speak the language, right? You might even go into like praying, asking for help, being like grandma, like if you hear me or if you're looking down on me or may all my greatest ancestors just put blessings and allow this deal to come through. I hope while I travel, I'm protected and I make my people proud, like stuff like that. And then, yeah, you get to a part of being like, I'm really curious. Let me go see a spiritual person like a medium um, or someone who knows how to talk to the dead. Um, and when we do that, we tend to keep it really close to the folks that we do know of or people that we knew of or people that we have a photo of or uh, basically folks who were mostly liked in the family or if they were disliked it's because you want to actually clear the air and be like, were you really that terrible? Like, I'm curious about this person, like, you know, but our ancestral patterns started way before those that we know or that we knew or her who were remembered. And that's really important because as time goes by, you know, people keep saying you're not going to be remembered. Your name's going to be forgotten. So make your legacy known. Like we could say that all the cishet hetero men who have created this imperialistic system and experience in the Western society and in the States and so forth, um, that they were enamored with their own power and wanted to make sure that their statues and their names and they put a mark on history where the land would be theirs forever and their bloodlines would go on for centuries. Like I was watching a documentary about the bloodlines of the royalty across the world. Obviously it focused on Britain, but um, I thought it was really interesting. I think it's on, I think it's the Explained series on Netflix. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But um that's a that's a thing. You know, when you're afraid of you're disconnected from your spiritual and ancestral roots of knowing that 
energy and life and you come back it goes on but also you come back in your lineages unless your soul pass is completely done um but you come back and so this maybe they did know that to be honest with you i think a lot of those colonizing like conquering people knew that and that's the reason why they wanted to be so wealthy so when they came back there would still be reserves and resources for them to continue living a good life but a lot of folks did not know that and they were just wanting to have as much for the time that they were alive and the way that they would do that is by conquering getting enough and again wanting to make sure that their name was left left a mark on something so that they weren't forgotten and to be forgotten, to be dismissed, to be abandoned is one of the human wounds that we all carry and continually cycles through our energy bodies and our psyches until you do whole lineage healing. And the reason why whole lineage healing is so important is it's not even about like eradicating something. It's about lifting the energy so it is not controlling the whole experience that you're having in your life. Like we have compounded beliefs and wounds around abandonment, just falling on our shoulders, running through our blood, around our energy. And that's the reason why every time something happens, we immediately are afraid that we're going to get abandoned or ostracized or separated instead of being able to stand in our truth. Because we're feeling that fear that has happened many, many times from so many people in the lineage, right? So this is why I encourage folks to do whole lineage healing, right? Working with all of the people and getting everyone on the same page through a process of ancestral alchemy and elevation, right? So yes, I say ancestral healing. Some people are saying ancestral lineage healing. Some people are saying, you know, a whole family or family constellation. I'm saying whole lineage healing. But the idea is that you're getting into a lineage at a time and you're alchemizing whatever wounds and traumas and inflictions that have happened reoccurringly, I don't even know if that's a word, in the lineage, elevating all of the folks, not just one at a time, right, but all of the folks in that. So everyone's kind of up to par energetically. And then you can now live from that new foundational space because a lot of us are operating from deficit, let's be honest. And that deficit is relative to our race, culture, identities, and family, right? So when we work with the ancestors, which in and of itself is healing because we have human wounds that tell us to do things alone with our own power, with our own effort. So inviting to do healing work with your ancestors so that they're doing some of this heavy lifting work with you is, is just monumental. Like people start crying in sessions from that alone because they're like, whoa, it's so easy. Like I feel their love. I, I see them doing stuff. It's not just me over here lighting all these candles and praying and doing all this stuff. Like they're literally all helping me. They're all crying too. They're all processing. They're all taking responsibility, which is a very beautiful thing to be in community for our or your people's collective wellness. So when we work with the ancestors, we get to work together to address, to witness, and allow them to release the harm in the lineage that's showing up in various symptoms of your own life. When we go deep in the lineage, we find energy that hasn't even been leveraged, energy and talents and beliefs that haven't been honored or called upon in ages, like literally all ages. And there's a ranking, if you will, of the older ones who can step in to help the more recent ancestors to release, alchemize, and elevate if they're willing. And I've definitely seen like a standoff where the more recent ancestors, you know, a couple generations away are like, 
fuck that. I had to survive apartheid. I barely did, or I was killed in this, or this happened, and this did, person did this to me, and these systems did this, and they're like pissed off, right? Or mothers who've lost multiple babies because of the patriarchy, and they are just wailing, right? And the older ancestors are like, that's what we're here to deal with. Like, no one's called on us to step in because y'all got disconnected from your rituals and ways to sing those songs to call upon us. Let's get this shit in order. And so we kind of witness them going through that and kind of reorienting themselves and processes that. I'll tell I'll talk about in more detail, but it's essentially gathering all the folks into like a healing space. I call it ancestral healing space, which is one of the original names of my business, <laughs> which I'll be seeing more of that in the future. But as soon as shout out to my graphic designer, who's updating the logo that I did like back in 2015, uh, 15, 16, because um, y'all are going to hear all about the ancestral healing space and the different spaces we can create for different healing with our ancestors like one of my clients their feet their people brought them in on a specific thing and they kind of took her through like a ancestral spa like she was getting pampered and cleansed and like not just her it was all these other ancestors like lined up going through this cleansing thing and then she got these specific um prescriptions on what to do when she came out of the spa so it's not always heavy and hard sometimes it's incredibly beautiful and loving and like rejuvenating and regenerative and the energy shift is seen on the faces of the people that I work with like instantly like their faces are lighter their eyes are brighter they're just so inspired and they're like damn ash almost to the point that sometimes we go over on time just so the ancestors can complete what they're doing and um I'm like we don't really need to talk about it I just want you to stay in that energy you journal about and document what happened I've got your notes here's the recording if we did that and you just be in that and whenever you want to chat I'm here you know you got my boxer whatever whatever's in their agreements and uh I just want them to stay in the energy of their people so I went off just to share that with you because it was super cool and it was a good example but a lot of times we have to go deep in the lineage and find the energy that hasn't been leveraged and hasn't been honored for a while in order to actually be able to embody it, which is a different approach to what's going on in the coaching and the healing industry. Not to knock it, because obviously I'm part of that, but everything is fixated on the right now to move forward. But again, Sankofa is we've got to go back to fix some things and reclaim some things in order to apply it now and in order to move forward. And I'll forever sing that song because I know that it's true. I mean, it's so tantalizing and titillating, if you will, to be like, I'm changing it right now for forever moving forward. But that's, we've seen in life and history that that's not true. We always have to go and see what went wrong in order to not repeat the past. And as soon as we choose to not do that or we think we're bigger than that or that we're going to just allow the shame and the guilt and the fear of the past to stop us from ever looking back, then we are bound to repeat the same things. It's inevitable. So I wanted to do this episode because if I have another person come to me and tell me that they want to connect to just their grandmother, I just might scream. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because honestly, I get it. Like all of the movies, all of the shows, everything talks about, you know, channeling grandparents or parents or, you know, the child that you lost or whatever it might be. And so that's our main context. So I needed to do one episode just devoted to sharing with y'all why I talk about whole lineage healing and why I'm like, go further back, further back, further back. Your grandma, your your, your child that you lost, your mom, your dad, whoever, they're going to be 
you know, folded into that process. We're not going to leave them out. But if you're only going to them, you are leaving out all the other stuff that is so rich and important and is also impacting you just as much, if not more than your mother, father, grandparents, you know? Reason being is those first few generations are experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing. They received it from older generations too. So the only way we're going to get everybody on the same accord is to go further back to the to the root, to the core. So I want you to realize you have so much more in your lineage to remember, to reclaim, and to celebrate than just those first few generations. And those further back ones have wisdom and keys, if you will, to unlock and shift the patterns still occurring and showing up in your life and your living family members. So we have to talk about the hazards of doing the work, obviously of going further back, which to be honest with you, the hazards are the same, whether you're working with one, two, three, three generations, or if you're going back to like 15, 25, like infinite, you know, which happens sometimes we're all the way back and they're like, we got to go back to the beginning of time. And I'm like, do we like triple check with them? We could talk about that later, but, and there's hazards of the work, whether you work with a healer, practitioner, um, whoever, or you embark on this on your own. And that's like kicking up funky stuff in the lineage. Like so much stuff has happened in our humanity and our lived experience that you are bound to see all of the things that we're afraid of, like killing, raping, incest, like all that stuff is true. They're in the lineage, but that's not what we're going into the healing to or in the lineage to witness. We are trying to get to the ones who can hold the power and can step in and do the work and who can give the information and, and rekindle all the things that's been lost. So you will see things, but I'm constantly telling people to focus on your intention, focus on your invocation, focus on what we're here to do, not on all that other stuff and getting caught up in the narratives and what happened. We'll deal with that stuff, but that's not what we're focusing on. Um, you hazards of the work is also processing like the grief or the sadness in your own body. Like you have to be regulating your own body and your own nervous system to do whole lineage healing. And to be honest with you, you have to do that also when you're working with just one ancestor because they'll want to possess or like step in and you can feel their energy, you can feel their trauma. And that's not, again, what we're trying to do. We want to actually transmute that energy and switch it into something else that is actually their original state of being. So when we have different infractions in our lives, they deposit different energies into our bodies and our energy and our beliefs and our psyches. And so if we continue to regurgitate or experience or think that those infractions are truly us, it shifts who we truly are. It shifts our identity. It shifts how we move in this world. It shifts and takes away our power. So part of whole lineage healing is about transmuting and releasing that, that infraction and that energy and reclaiming the true energy of the ancestors and of you and of the lineage so that we can no longer identify with the protective, like the result or the yield of experiencing different things in life. That's the only way I know how to explain it. Um, but yeah, other things is like witnessing incredible sadness, um, feeling a sense of loss and disconnection, especially around home, belonging and land, confusion around trust. Like you'll just be like, I don't even know what's real anymore because what I just saw is completely different than how I've been living. And your mind might take a long time to scramble that or to unscramble it rather, especially because we are so reliant on our brains and what we can tangibly see that when we see something that completely debunks that, like a part of us is like in grief. We're like, what the fuck? And so that can, that can shake you up a bit, but it's not anything you can't handle. And it doesn't always happen to be honest with you, especially if you're working with someone. So 
Uh, another hazards is just the what if, like that feeling of opening Pandora's box, um, opening the unknown. Like a lot of people have this fear of like, once you open this box and you know, or you start to explore, you can never close it again, which is true. Like ignorance is bliss, but the truth is being ignorant of things that are absolutely affecting you isn't really that blissful. That's why you're not super happy or super lit up in your life, right? That's why you're listening to this podcast because you're like, there's definitely more that's making this stuff still happen in my life and I'm over it. I'm over it from a collective perspective. I'm over it in a personal perspective. I'm over it in my family and my communities that I belong to. Like something's got to give. So that whole being afraid of what if is you just got to step into your courage and I'm happy to facilitate and support y'all with that. If you're interested, you know how to be in touch. You'll hear it at the end of the podcast. But all of that to me is just your ego and your brain trying to protect you, right? That's the amygdala that's like, yo, danger, 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 just be comfortable. But that brain has only, that part of our brain, in my opinion, and again, I'd love to get a scientist on here so we can like go back and forth on this and share my opinion here. I talk about this with all my therapist friends and some of them have PhD, so I know I'm not crazy. (laughs) And I don't mean to use that kind of language to be disrespectful or to be insensitive to those with mental instabilities or mental challenges or emotional instabilities, like, because we are all that as humans. I just use it to be a little bit charming. Um, but I talk about this with different folks who do live and have rankings in the world of social sciences. Um, but what I understand and what I believe is that our brain has evolved into this, into overprotecting us because of different things that were again, experienced in our lineages to survive that we've now been reduced down to surviving. And I think that, and this is totally going on a tangent. I think that technology is taking advantage of that. That's why they're creating all these addictions. Our brain is so easy to be like, well, I'm already reduced down to surviving. Just give me some entertainment to stimulate me because I don't even have to keep myself alive. Like I'll go to my job. I'll eat my food. The food isn't actually nourishing. Like, I don't know. One day I'm going to do an an episode soon on what happened to me and my brain and my emotions, my body, my energy after I did that nine-day fast. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know, um, at the beginning of September, the 1st through the 9th, I did a nine-day fruit and water fast and shit shifted. My brain is definitely different. My body, my relationship to a lot of things have changed. But another episode that I should probably record soon so that I don't forget all of the details of things that I want to tell y'all. But um, I think our brains have uh, evolved in a reductive way into this whole... um, you know, let me do the minimum, make it, let me make it easy. I don't want to burn a lot of calories. Um, yeah, that's your brain saying that you can't handle it, but it's not true. You can, you wouldn't be called to the work. You wouldn't be interested in remembering. You wouldn't be longing for your ancestors. You wouldn't be curious about the lands that you came from if you weren't able to handle it. And yes, some things come up and there's things that are maybe above your prey grade. I've definitely had some moments where I was like, oh shit, guess what? I'm still here. I'm completely fine. I'm abundant. I'm in my right mind. I have great family and friends. Like I'm thriving. Everything's okay. I'm okay. And you can be too. So this is where I will conclude sharing with you about whole lineage healing. If you are curious about this, you will hear all about Healing is Happening, which is a program that has so much to offer and tell you um, and to hold space for you, just dipping your toe into ancestral healing. Maybe you're not ready to work one-on-one with anyone or with me specifically, but you do want to have some guided recordings, some worksheets, some things just to start titillating over. I don't know why I keep using that word. 
but open you up safely and slowly into this world before you're ready to fully dive in. Or maybe you want to do some live group facilitation because I do that as another part or option in the Healing is Happening community. So check it out, visit it, you'll hear all about it. And I hope that this episode has given you greater context into what could be waiting for you or what is waiting for you inside of doing um, the greater and deeper ancestral healing work. Honoring you and your people and obviously and also the land in which you are working and living on. May you be well until you get to hear my voice again. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Healing Is Happening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to rate, review, share with someone you love, and most definitely subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Speaking of, I love connecting with others during their remembering, healing, and transformational journey. So feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Ash Inspires. Or if you'd like to connect on a deeper community level, check out my website and services at ashleyjohns.com. All the links to do so are in the show notes. Now I can't wait to hear about what's going down with your lineages, both of the past and present for your freedom and abundance. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, my friends, fans, family, and foes, I hope you continue walking your unique path of freedom with courage and compassion. May you and your people be well on the lands in which you get to work, live, and thrive on. And remember, healing is happening. <laughs>